Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Rambold, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope, are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope, is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Duggar. I want to uh, spend tonight with prophecy. I want to talk about some things. Last year I talked about things in which were coming to pass, some of which in 2009 did come to pass. I didn't prophesy all of it to come to pass in 2009, maybe this year, okay? But some of it that I said was in the future. And you see again, folks, real prophets aren't soothsayers. Say, I'm not a soothsayer. And neither am I. Soothsayers work within a time range so you can get your eyes upon them instead of God. Most of the prophets that are in your laps in the Holy Scriptures tonight went to their grave never knowing that what they prophesied came to pass. That's what real prophets are. We're not out for glory, there isn't any. But soothsayers are what? Trying to deceive and trying to take people away. That's the reason these characters are saying, what all went on last year? You know, we was going to have all kind of things going to happen last year, and none of it happened. You know, and then somebody's going to come along with this great earthquake that just happened down in Haiti, and, well, I, I saw that in a vision. Well, I prophesied that back in whatever and whenever. And I told them in three days, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. Folks, that's the kind of stuff that, 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 that Sue's saying. I, I prophesied years ago in the mid-90s that earthquakes would become stronger and stronger. Just as I'm going to read in a few minutes to you out of the 24th chapter of Matthew, which you're all familiar with. And I said that there would become super, uh, super hurricanes, uh, that too, but super earthquakes. What was that when they came down there, 7.1? They're saying now that possibly 140,000 people died in a few seconds of time. Did they have time to seek the Lord God out for redemption? Oh, I'm sorry, they didn't. But you and I need to understand that, bless God, that God has a plan. And what God does within this plan is to bring this thing to a place where you can see and have eyes to see. Now, tomorrow morning, throughout the three services on Saturday and the service on Sunday morning, will be dedicated to what I named, uh, it is written in the volume of the book. And I'm going to take you scripture by scripture. I'm going to try not to, to, to preach. I'm going to try not to, bless God, tell stories. <laughs> Pray for me, will you, please? Because I've got a lot of scriptures, but I want to take you through this so I can, I can bring you to grips because so many of you are trying to tell people and tell friends and tell family about this thing. But this isn't a figment of this prophet's imagination. This isn't some dream or some vision. This is in the book. 
the odds of this not happening is zero. This isn't a game to play of, oh, I'm going to follow this prophet. You're following the Lord God through this prophet, okay? Been done for centuries. Uh, it won't hurt you. Just enjoy it if you can. Turn with me in First Timothy, the fourth chapter. So, so like I said, tomorrow's going to be a, this whole weekend. You know, when you come like this, you come expecting. The reason I love this, as I've told you many times, over traveling the United States with all those stiff-necked people, of which some of you used to be, thank God, you changed, is because you come. We're in one accord here. Oh, there may be a couple of sore heads out there, but you'll get over that. We are here to receive. We're here to receive from God, okay? Now, fourth chapter, I'm, I'm saying, yeah, First Timothy 4. Now, again, these aren't anything that I haven't talked about, preached about to you before, but I want to use this to work up into where I'm going tonight. Now, the Spirit speaketh expressively, um, 4, 1 and 2, In the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Is there a chance that that's happening now? Absolutely. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with hot iron. Well, you think, well, man, who? That must be people like you, Deckard, and people follow you around. No, I'm sorry. I preach the truth. I preach the Word of God. And if, I, if, I, if I'm not preaching the Word of God, like I said, leave. Run. But if I am, you better listen to what thus saith the mouth of God. Let those that have ears hear and eyes to see what God is saying and showing you, even this weekend. He's a mighty God. But Timothy, bless God, in this writing, Paul is talking about the fact that there's going to be some things come up in the latter times. Some's going to depart from the faith. What was Paul? What would Paul be talking about? Since Paul, for those of you who are new in here, we should have given you a seat belt to strap yourself in the seat with. Okay. But for those that bless God, that would what Paul, and he wasn't against the law. <laughs> we got that on the table, okay? Paul and the law. Bless God, what he was referring to, for those that had departed from what? From the holy scriptures, from the holy doctrine, from the holy covenant itself. Now, have we departed, for the most part, from that? Absolutely. We've walked far, far away from it. And we've used all kinds of excuses. But you know what I always said? Where is the power of the Rahakadesh, the Holy Ghost? Show me the power of God. The anointing isn't strong. You people that have been here, some of you have received miracles and deliverances and healings. The healing line for prayer will be tomorrow evening. And if you came... I'm not a healer, but if you came, the odds are better you're going to go home healed or have a miracle or delivered than not. And that doesn't, isn't going to happen in the first church of the righteous down the street, nor the one which city or town that you came from, because it takes an anointing. Paul was concerned. Second Timothy 3, 1 through 5, he goes on and he says, This know also that in the last days there will be perilous, and that word perilous means dangerous times shall come. 
Why are they dangerous? Why are they perilous? Because we all have, we have all manner of doctrine being preached. Christ is over here with us. Christ is over here with us. No, Christ is back there with us. And so the, the, the battle lines have been drawn. We have, we have seen, bless God, without a shadow of turning, brother hating brother, sister hating sister, all matter and spoken evil one against another. We, we, we have watched people as they have judged each other, sowing discord about each other, and then dare come into the holy place and raise up their hands to the Lord God and said, Heal me, Lord. Folks, if it works that way, what are you doing here? You're here because it didn't work that way. You're here because, bless God, there is still hope in your heart that there's a living God that does things through you and me. And he does. It's not complicated. It's not, it's not something that you, it's not something you can't find. What it is, bless God, you have been deceived. The church was deceived. The, 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 the vision came all those years ago of the great, of that great serpent. It would be like he was outside this church and his jaw would open up. And I was sitting in a church, a charismatic church. And his jaw opened up and went through the roof and through the, the sidewall at the bottom and, and, and bit into the church. Venom came out of the fangs of that serpent and began to run upon the top of all the people that was in that church. Down the aisles, into the, into the classrooms. My eyes got about that big around. I was young. And all of a sudden, this voice that speaks to me spoke to me and said this, You prophesy and tell the people that the church has bought a great lie and is in great deception. Now, that went over like a lead balloon, of course. What is it about? Folks, it's about something just ain't quite right. We got, we got prophecies that these old prophets, you know, it's like they never figured out the book of Hosea was talking about the ten lost tribes of Israel for the most part. Why couldn't the church told us that? They didn't know that. They didn't have, see, revelation knowledge doesn't come to the pastors, the evangelists, the teachers, and or even the apostles. Revelation knowledge comes to the prophets. It's our place to tell you what's happening. It's their place, as the other four parts of that ministry, to take that and teach into it. That's the way it was supposed to be, but that's not the way it is. Now, let's go on. Second verse, 2 Timothy 3, second verse. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. Does that sound like anybody you got living at your house? Down the street? Amen. Third verse, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers. Now, this thing, uh, without natural affection, if you, if you look into that and break that down, it means contrary to a man being with a woman, man and wife. They were men with men, women with women. Now, where are we at today when, when you know, right now somewhere, you know, the states, one after another is lining up to get this thing all straightened up so the guys can marry the guys and the girls can marry the girls. Now, folks, that's one more nail in the coffin of America. And I will tell you this prophetically, as long as this prophet 
And you, Ephraim, which is the remnant of Almighty God, is on this in America. America is not going to get destroyed completely. When God takes us out of America, look up. God's going to destroy this, this nation. Why? Men are marrying men, and women are marrying women, and everybody thinks it's good and it's okay. God said it's an abomination to me. Well, God loves them too. You bet He does. That's the reason we preach and try to get them, Come out of it or you're going to die! You're going to burn for eternity! Is it worth that? Well, God made me this way. No, He didn't. No, He didn't. Well, my genes... No, no, I'm sorry. God made you perfect with a sound mind. Huh? And yet at the same time, we walk through this, walk through this whole thing trying to, I'll never forget the time when all this stuff started going on in San Francisco. And I'm talking folks back in what, the 70s? And the Lord said to me that America had now surpassed the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah. Just in that city of San Francisco. What do you suppose now, he thinks? You can't defile a living God forever. What went on down in Haiti? Why did that happen? It's judgment. It's judgment by the hand of a living God. It's going to happen in other places. They've had earthquakes in what? China that killed thousands, and, and other places has killed thousands. What did I tell you when the tsunami came into Indonesia and the thousands upon thousands died? The angel spoke to me and said, prophesy and tell them that this is the beginning of sorrows. The beginning, not the end of, not the middle of, but the beginning of sorrows. Folks, look around. We've got things, everything you can, everything you can dream of going on at one time, it seems like. How come? We never had a 9-11 before, did we? We didn't have Muslims in mosques before either, did we? Listen to me as I prophesy to you. God is going to use the Muslims as he used Babylon to defeat Israel. Why won't they listen? Their minds have been seared with a hot iron. The, the, the people in Washington, D.C. have been turned over to a retrograde mind to believe a lie instead of the truth. And us, we keep receiving the consequences. As I told you, and I've told you years back, there is going to be a civil war in this country. And if you can't look on that television set and begin to try and realize why, then you need prayer. We now know what I've been preaching and prophesying for 30 years, how corrupt this government really is. I hope that civil war could come through the ballot. Okay? I, I, I would hope. But now let me tell you the other side of that page, you Republicans. You're just as crooked out there as the Democrats are. They're just liberals, and they're doing it more out in the open than we did as the Republican side on the other side. You said, do you really believe that? Oh, I know that. I have the vision for those things. Where is this bringing us? Why, 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 what is it? What, what is going to happen next year? Look all around you. We've got disease. We've got food. Bless God, that, that, that being more and more contaminated. We got, we got people out here, bless God, that are saying that they know for a fact that the government is putting things in the food that kill the people. We have them telling us that this thing now was swine flu, was what? Brought by the government. What's this all about? Listen to me. To reduce 
the population, to bring the population down. And that is what is going on right now in North America, right now around this world. And yet the people stand back and do what? I had brother said this, as long as they can go to Walmart and Walmart and get a McDonald's hamburger, they're not worried about it. Pretty good analogy, okay? Wake up, America. The, the, the death pains. You can start to, in the spirit world, you can begin to hear faintly. The end of this nation is coming. It's not going to be okay because you're a Christian and you talk in other tongues. Judgment has fallen all the way back when I stood and I prophesied and I said judgment has now come to this land of America. Years ago, people laughed and they scorned. What do you think this is all about? I prophesied the great fires in, in California. They would burn from the, from, the, from the ocean to the mountains. I prophesied the decline in the Napa Valley of the richness of, uh, with the fruit and the problems that they begin to have with the fruit, and they've had it. I prophesied about the drought down in the, down the southeast in part of the United States, and it came. What's this all about? It is one after another after another after another piece of judgment from God. The only hope that God has is for the remnant. Now listen to me, the remnant is not the church. Oh, I didn't like that. Get over it. The remnant is the ten lost tribes of all of Israel. That's who the remnant is. We're going to, I'm going to get to some scriptures here in a minute. Down spiral, I said last year, we continue on a downward spiral to the end of this great nation. Nobody's going to be here to lift this nation up. Okay, I'm, I'm, there'll be people here, but I'm saying that there's nobody that will be able to. There's nobody going to hand back, hold back the hand of judgment of God. It has been what? It has been spoken. The angels are going from east to west to north to south. Listen to me, and sealing the remnant of God. Don't boast, okay? Don't boast, because you can fall in this thing. You can be the part of the remnant tonight, and bless God, you can rebel. And that's like the sin of witchcraft, and you can walk away, you'll end up burning with the rest of them. He said, oh, I don't believe that. I didn't say you had to believe it. I'm telling you, as a prophet of God, that's what's going to happen. There are no good times. The good times are over. The economy has fallen. We're broke. People don't have food. Bless God, they're saying 10%. My, my, hell, let me tell you something. 17, somebody set up in Michigan, it could be, what, 35? Here. Come on, brothers and sisters, and we get the health care done, guess what? You're either going to buy health care whether you can afford it or not, or they're going to fine you and or throw you in jail. Wait, what is this here? What am I hearing? What is that? Hear that train blowing its horn? That's the SS coming to town. That's Nazi Germany. And America doesn't even know it. Doesn't have the foggiest idea what's been taken away from us. What kind of country is this that will make you have health insurance? What kind of country is this that is so liberal that they want the guys to marry the guys and the girls to marry the girls? Where did this all come from? It came from the fact that we quit serving the living God. We began to serve the Catholics, the Baptists, huh? the Lutherans, 
Come on, the Pentecostals, the Charismatics, and all the rest. And we got away from the things of God because we began to divide ourselves. The Lord said, divided you'll fall. Only together can you stand. Folks, that in itself ought to tell you something. How do you think the church was going to stand when we're fragmented? You know, I go back to all those stories I told about the fact that, uh, bless God, the, uh, taking the prayer out of the school, and there wasn't one Christian organization that stood up and said, stop it. We're not going to put up with that. Millions of us are coming to Washington, D.C., and we're going to stop this thing. No, 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 no. We're too busy building the first church of the righteous, you know. And it came and bit us right back there. We never gotten over it. Try this one. The Muslims moved to town, to the cities. They build their mosque. They're over a million strong in, in Detroit right now tonight. They demand in the public school system, if they don't have their own schools, now they're quickly getting their own schools, and lots and lots of them have their own schools now. But the ones that go to the public schools, those Muslim people go in and demand that their child has what? A place for them to go to prayer. Okay? Our kids can't wear a shirt in that says, I love Jesus. They get expelled. You know, I've said over and over, where's the church at? Did it go underground and we didn't know? What, 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 what happened in all this stuff? Get this one. Now we're being told, okay, that it's some kind of, I forget what the law is called in uh, is Islam, um, but, the, but that law is now in effect that, that we, as infidels, cannot use the name of Allah. Sheree, right. That law says, no, you can, we can't do that no more. Okay, let's see. Oh, yeah, when you go into the into airports now in certain cities, they have demanded and gotten somewhere where they can go over and wash their feet. What's going on, folks? They're taking this nation over right under our eyes. They're walked into this thing, and they're going to outpopulate us if they have the time. Why not? Now, do you remember when, bless God, that, that, uh, that uh, this, the Hispanic people wanted uh, the Spanish language to uh, uh, be uh, the main language in places like Florida, and they wanted to be, uh, I'm not sure whether equal to or around the world, around the, the America, but it was within some of that range. Now, what happened? Well, it got voted out by who knows why or when. But listen to this. My forefathers were German. Your forefathers were something. When they came over to this great land, did they demand that, that, that America start speaking German? You know what they were told? You learn to speak America or English, I'm sorry, or you go back to Germany. Listen to me. That's when we had real men. I've said, you've heard me say, we don't have real men anymore. We don't have the kind of men that will stand up and say, that's wrong. And if it takes two million of us going to, going to Washington, D.C., we'll come. No, it's easier to just sit back, go to the Walmart store, and buy a McDonald's Big Mac. And just figure that it's all going to go away, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, it's here. Okay? Let's go, let's go on. I've got to move along here. I've got to watch my watch because some of you are bound to be getting hungry after three days. <laughs> Amen. Now, it says uh, 
The fourth verse says, Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness. Now, I love this part, but denying the power thereof. And then he makes a bold statement that the church has never read, from such turn away. You mean if they're denying the power thereof, you're to turn, turn away? Well, now, what does that mean? The power of the Holy Ghost, the Rahakadish, the power of God's anointing. The anointing that comes after the Word and confirms the Word to be truth. I'm sorry, folks, but that's what ministry is. And that's the reason some of you are just kidding yourself, that you have ministry. You bring the Word, and God will confirm the Word. Until He does, you better set your lower end posterior in that seat and listen to this prophet. That's the power, and that's the reason it comes. I've watched it all over the world, and even here in America. God confirms the fact that that's my man. That's my woman. They bring the word, the anointing falls, and the miracles come. I've had to tell too many people. They come and say, well, I'm, now, now I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I need to be doing this and this and this. And I said, the problem is, what are you going to do after you get done ministering the word? They look at me and say, well, well, well I mean, I, you know, a few sick folk might get healed. Is that what you're trying to say? I said, no, no. That, that bless God that God said. See, I didn't say... God said that, that bless God, what? That signs and wonders would confirm the word. Signs would confirm the word. That means blind seeing, lame walking, short legs growing, people getting delivered of every kind of devil you can imagine, and anything else that you might want to mention. Again, what happened to this in the church? Well, I'll tell you what happened in the church. We substituted the power of God's anointing for putting on a good show and, bless God, preaching or teaching the Word. I'm going to say it one more time. If there's not the power of the anointing following what you've got to say, you better shut up and sit down because you're an abomination to God. An abomination! Can you understand that? There isn't room for you to come and monkey all this up. When that kind of stuff starts happening, you'll be used. Until then, sit back and hang on. Matthew 24. Well, so what do you think? What do you think, Prophet? Do you, do you believe that, bless God, that we, we've entered into this, this era? Yes, we've entered into the era. The era that we have entered in, bless God, is an era of, 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 of absolutely the demise of North America. And we did this all by ourselves. Don't, don't say, well, the devil, the devil. No, the devil. No, the devil. No, the devil. You, I, and they participated. Matthew 24, 1. Jesus went out and departed from the temple. Now, we've gone through this many times. His disciples came to him for, to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us. When shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of this world? Now, you know, there would be, now, there would be questions right there that I'd be asking the Messiah. Okay? said, so, you know, they knew at this point that he kept, he kept telling them that he was going to leave. He would, after three days of being in the grave, he would be resurrected from the dead. And like I said, then them dummies come time, and they come out, and the Scripture said, and they, and they meaning Peter, James and John's the son of Zebedee and the rest of them, they believed not in, the, in, in, bless God, the resurrection. Yep. Were they perfect? No. 
I got mad. The Lord spoke to me and said, if you'd have been there, you'd have done the same thing. I shut up. Now, he answered the fourth verse and said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. And that's what I want to try to, 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 to anchor on here for a minute. Evidently, Yeshua knew that you were going to get deceived. We were going to be deceived. And he's saying, he's saying, you know, he's saying, uh, uh, take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. Has that always been? Absolutely. We've always had those things with us. Now listen as he goes on. All of these are the beginning of sorrows. And that's where we're at today. Now listen to where we're going to. Then shall they be delivered up, or deliver you up, to be afflicted, and, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. That's coming, folks. See, this, this thing that all we've got to do is crawl in that little cocoon in the basement of the holy church that we attend, not going to do a thing for you, okay? And, and then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. We're almost at that point right now. You know people hate us? I can't imagine hating me. I'm, I'm a pretty good old boy. Some, many of you I know are pretty good boys and girls. I can't imagine why they hate you. Why? The gospel's sake. Why is this going to take place? They departed. They departed. They departed God's holy covenant. They sought another direction. Then it became so popular of that departure. Now, let no man deceive you. If I'm right, and I am, then the church got deceived, didn't it? Why can I say that? Simple enough. There's no blessings. They're sick all the time. We've been through this many times. They're broke all the time. If they keep the covenant, it promises that, okay? If you haven't studied that, that's back on the table. You can pick it up. Now, be hated. And, and the 11th verse says, And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. So there's going to be false prophets are going to rise. And, 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 and deceive many. You know, that's the thing that I get accused of most of, of, of all, is, well, he's a false prophet. Well, how do they know that? Well, I'll tell you how they know that. Now, you know, I mean, even though these things you prophesy come to pass, even though miracles happen, even though people are, are, are miraculously healed and delivered, does it not say that in the last days that, that bless God, there will be mighty signs and wonders come from Satan? What a bunch of baloney. Anybody that professes Jesus Christ, Yeshua, as Lord and Savior, cannot be of the Antichrist spirit. Can't be. What is it all about? The same thing I tell you all the time. Wrong believing, or wrong teaching, I'm sorry, and wrong believing. That's the reason they believe what they believe. See, when you sit in a congregation, if you're attentive and you try to learn, and, and, and you should, then when all the dust settles, you know the doctrine of, the, of there. Now, what happens when you get deceived, let no man deceive you, when you begin to believe that, bless God, that this guy standing back here tells you that there's no such thing as the filling of the Holy Ghost, you got that when you got saved, you've been deceived. Let no man deceive you. But you know what the problem is? It was easier to let somebody deceive you than, bless God, to get into this Word of God and prove it out for yourselves. 
It was easier for that to happen. Now, he goes on to say in the 12th verse, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Is that happening now? Oh, my. Man alive, families don't love each other, care about each other, have anything to do with each other. All right? Now, he goes on to say, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. So somebody, so we're going to have to endure unto the end. Now, does that sound like we're going to fly away, sweet Jesus? <laughs> well, now, well, now, uh, well, now, there, well, well, we're, we're, okay? Now, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Okay? 36. But of that day and hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. No, not the prophet down in wherever that's at or the prophet over in wherever that is. Won't have times and dates, places. Why? It's in the hands of the Father. And when he wants to, when he wants to bring that forth, he will do that through his prophets. But he will do that in a way that bless God that, like I said, it's not soothsaying. He will do that with signs and wonders to confirm what it is that he does. And, you know, that's the reason I said I've been all over this world. I watch God. I, I, I give signs and watch those signs come to pass with presidents and queens and kings and everything else that you want to talk about. Come to pass. How would you like to go stand in front of a head of state and say, Now, <clears throat> Mr. President, the Lord God Yahweh sent me here to your beautiful palace. And he told me to say, Thus saith the mouth of three days after my feet leaves your nation, Mr. President, this, 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 this is going to happen. That you'll know that there's a living God outside of the God that this nation serves. Now, folks, that's a sure trip to an early grave. Now, I think the reason they never nabbed me was they wanted to just make sure that after three days I was wrong. But it was never wrong. It was always right. Why? Because I'm a prophet. Because I'm a seer. I'm able to see. I'm able to receive uh, the revelation knowledge that God has given to me. I'm, I've got ears that I can hear spiritually. I hear the audible voice of God himself. And people say, well, he's a false prophet. Well, boy, what do you suppose a real one is then? Huh? They don't know that either, unless it's them. Right? Oh, there's a great war going on. But I'm going to tell you, God will take care of it. Now, uh, now listen, 38, for as... as uh, uh, I'm sorry, 37. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also coming the Son of Man be. Oh, for as in the days uh, that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Don't sound to me like anybody's going to know, does it? I think we'll have a... I think we'll have a an indication, and we're going to talk about that later on in the Scripture here. But, but, but here's the thing, that business as usual, in the last days, right prior to the coming of the Messiah, the Mashiach, there was going to come a time when everybody is doing what? Partying and having a good, woo, good time. Isn't that what we're doing now? Are we really interested, bless God, in, in trying to bring forth the fullness of God's Word in our life so that we can take command through the name of His Holy Son? Oh, if it just dropped down on us from heaven, we would take it, right? No, this isn't a time for just to drop down on us from heaven. This is a time to study, to show yourselves approved, and to understand 
to bless God. It's there. Go to Matthew 16. Matthew 16, 1. Matthew 16, 1. And the Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempting desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. Now listen to this. Now if you're, now, now, now if you're really the son of God, great prophet, give us a sign from heaven. How often do I hear that book? Now listen to what he said. He answered and said unto them, when it is evening, ye say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. Oh, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. Prophets bring you and unfold before your very eyes the signs of the time. As I said, we have everything coming at us at one time that could come. And yet people are sitting around, they're still, they're still not they're still not saying, ooh, we better seek the face of God here. We better learn to fast. We better learn to pray. Somehow I, I, somehow they think to bless God that this is all a game. And I'm talking about people that bless God that, that don't think they're gonna, there's going to be a rapture. Fourth verse, O wicked and adulterous generation, seek after a sign, and shall no, there shall no sign be given unto it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. Why did he say that for? Why did he say that? Because he was about to go down in the depths of the earth and preach three days and three nights to all the boys, all the girls that were in that holding area. Why? Because he hadn't come to bring eternal life. There was no way to have eternal life because he hadn't come. And we won't get into that. Now, if you'll be so kind to go to Psalms uh, 83, I, I want to now talk about a coming event, a very serious, very dangerous and this event is Iran, okay? The part that Iran plays in all this. Now, number one, Iran is a liar. They have never told the world the truth. They're not going to tell the truth to the world now. But when they have nuclear capability, they're going to push the button. What is holding Israel back from destroying Iran? The United States of America. Israel would have moved a long time back. We have threatened to do what? Take all of their support away? Get in line? President Obama wants it to be known that he settled the crisis on the West Bank. Huh? Come on. Of course, that's after the health care thing. There's a war coming. Listen to me. There's a nuclear war coming. Eventually, it will be here in the United States of America, and it will absolutely annihilate this nation. You say, well, it don't sound like much hope. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God had to get Lot and his family out of Sodom, didn't he? God has got to take this remnant, the house of Ephraim, the house of, the house of Israel, meaning the house of Joseph. He's got to take us out of here before he can destroy it. He can't destroy the righteous with the wicked. Can't do it. You say, well, 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 well when do we get on the boat? It's not time. We're still trying to get you to decide whether or not to be a Holy Ghost in some of your cases, okay? We're still trying to bless God to get some of you convinced, just do what you're being told to do here. When the time comes, the Lord God will speak to this prophet, and we will leave by the millions. As I told you, this is the beginning of something. You're sitting here from all over the United States of America. Not every state is represented. Many are, okay? Some of you drove a lot of hours to get here. Some of you spent a lot of money to get here. But you're hungry. You want to know the truth. You want to know what to do to prepare for this time that's coming on this earth. 
you want to know what it's all about. Folks, there is an urgency, and everybody is asleep. It's coming! And everybody thinks somehow it's not going to involve them. What do you think the 140,000 that died so far, they think, in this quake, what do you think they were doing two minutes before that? Do you think they were worried about an earthquake or the judgment of God? No. They weren't. They died. One minute they were alive, the next minute they died. But you see, the hand of God operates in that way. God, God, never, God never said, once you become a Christian, everything's going to come up roses and everything's hunky-dory. But you see, the church sold us that bag of rocks. We thought we got everything that was in the covenant, okay, and it was the Jews that were going to hell. <laughs> that makes a good story. Spielberg ought to got onto that one. Iran is dangerous. By the way, the Iranians are not, bless God, Arab. They're Persian, okay? Psalms 83, 1. Keep not thy silence, O God. Hold not thy peace, and be not still, O God. For lo, thine enemies make a tumult. They that hate thee have lifted up the head. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people. Come on, okay? Crafty counsel against thy people and, uh, and, and counseled against thy hidden ones. They have come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. For they have uh, consulted together with one consent. They are confederated against thee. The tabernacles of Edom and the, and the Ishmaelites of Moab and the Hagarines, Gibel, Ammon, Amalek, Philistines, and the inhabitants of Tyre. Assure also to join them, okay, have hope in the children of Lot. Now, Syria, bless God, joined them, okay, in this. Now, the Assyrian Empire, in part and quite a part, included that of Iran, okay? Now, I want to go back and talk about something that I prophesied here to you, what, two years ago, whatever it was. I told you that a vision came, and I saw Russia, I saw Iran, and I saw Syria making a blood pact. Remember? Huh? And that, bless God, that they were going to what? They were going to come together, and they were going to work against Israel. And anybody that tried to intervene, they'd turn on them. That's very evident today. That, that, that's come to pass. We know without a shadow of turning that Iran... Well, let, let me go back to that vision. The vision of, of the grizzly bear and the little girl. The little girl was, what, about four years old? She was sitting next to the giant head of a grizzly. The grizzly was grievous wounded, about to die. She had a sack and had parcels and squares of meat, and she'd take a piece of meat out of that sack and place it, and that, that big old grizzly would open his mouth, and she'd just gently place that, and he would chew it up, and, and he, he, you know, he didn't speak, but he made this groaning thing like, thank you, you're so kind. And, and the Lord God said to me, he said, this is, this is Russia. Now, now folks, I, I prophesied this long before Russia went broke. Long before anybody knew Russia had any financial problems, and I said 
that Russia would come down not by, not by might and power, but by their finances. They're going to go broke. And I prophesied and said exactly what God said to say unto the nation. America, you go to Israel, you buy up all the nuclear warheads, all the nuclear armament of whatever it is, and take the nuclear scientists and buy them up and bring them to America. Because if you don't, they're going to. Meaning what? The Arab world. Now, what happened? We know today that, that Iran, uh, Russia, has sold uh, warheads, nuclear warheads to Iran. We know that they're supplying, bless God, Iran, supplying every bit of, of, of Hezbollah, the Palestinians over, you know, up in that area, Assyria, and, and Lebanon. We know that. These, are, these, aren't, these aren't things that... Have, so what's going on here? Well, bless God, the, the, the fact of it is that we didn't do at all what God said to do. And now, what's happened? The vision's been fulfilled. The vision, that they, they've got nuclear warheads. Did they have to have it? Now, let me tell you what the problem is here, and I know this is going to sound a bit arrogant, but just hang on for a minute. If the United States of America had many, many years ago called upon an honest-to-God, major prophet of God, America wouldn't be in this, in this, this hole, this place it's in. But the government of America thought that they had become God. They didn't, need, they didn't need to worry about prophets. They didn't need to worry about this. They didn't need to worry about that. But what, just what would have happened if, in fact, they would have called the men of, this, of America that run America, the president and his men, would have called a real prophet, and the prophet has said, Mr. President, here's what's going to happen in the coming couple next years. Russia's going to go broke. Russia's going to come to us. We're going to give millions, if not billions, of dollars. But in the end of the vision, the Lord God said, prophesy and tell the people that when the bear is healed, it will bite the hand that fed it. Now, did all that happen? Well, unless you didn't ever look on TV or read a newspaper, every bit of it happened exactly the way God gave it to me in the vision. But America could have been, could have been saved. Go over there and get all this nuclear stuff. Get it to America. Pay all the money they need to pay. We're paying billions of dollars anyway. All the rhetoric, all the rhetoric, all the rhetoric has changed. There is no way in this world today that Russia is going to put up with America. We have been told to keep our hands off or we'll suffer consequences. The bear is healed. The bear is, now listen, is going to bite the hand that fed it. We're in trouble, America. We're in trouble. I prophesied that, that bless God, that that whole thing in the Gulf War and after it was over, that America never again would win an out-and-out war. We have not won a war, and we have fought it almost ever since then. We're not winning in Afghanistan, and we won't win in Afghanistan. We think we're doing good in Iraq, and we're going to turn it all over to them, and then, bless God, the floodgates are going to open up, and in comes the Iranians, and they're going to take over. But listen to me. We will own Israel will own uh, all of Iraq and probably a portion of Iran before it's all over. All of Lebanon, all of Syria. Well, what's going to happen? There's going to be a great war. Our God is going to rise up. Turn with me in Jeremiah 49. Jeremiah 49. It says here, Jeremiah 49:34. Jeremiah 49:34. And the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah the prophet, saying, Elam. Now, Elam is another name for Iran. In the beginning of the reign of Hezekiah, king of Judah, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will break a bow of, of Elam, the, the, the chief of their might, 
And upon Elam will I bring the four winds from the four quarters of the earth, and will scatter them toward all those winds, and there shall be no nation whether the outcasts of Elam shall not come. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It kind of sounds like that Iran's in trouble here. It kind of sounds like that the Lord God said, and there's no nation where the outcast of Elam shall not come. They're going to be scattered. Something's going to happen, okay? They're going to start a war. Something's going to happen that somebody else is going to end the war, okay? And it's going to scatter them all over to every nation that they can get to, all right? It goes on to say, for I will cause Elam to be dismayed before their enemies and before them that seek their life, and I will bring evil upon them. Even my fierce anger, saith the Lord, and I will send the sword after them till I have consumed them. Now listen to me. I have told you in the past that there's no evidence of the Muslim being involved in the very last part of the end-time scenario. Why? They're going to get destroyed. All of them are going to be destroyed. There's not going to be any of them left. They're going to die. Now, they are an enemy of Israel. Okay. Now, listen. Let's go on. 37. For I will cause Elam to be dismayed before their enemies and, and before them to seek their life. I will bring evil upon them. I want to read again. In fierce anger, saith the Lord, and I will send the sword after them till I have consumed them. And I will set my throne in Elam. Sounds like we're going to own Elam. And will destroy from thence the king and the princes, saith the Lord. But it shall come to pass in the latter days, mark it down, that I will bring again the captivity of Elam, saith the Lord. He's going to do it. The president of Iran, what is his plans to wipe Israel off the face of this earth? That's his words, not mine. That's exactly what he said. This will cause people the people of Iran, to flee from Iran, there's no doubt this effect. Now, listen, and here's what's going to happen. See, when this, that's going to hinder the flow of oil out of the Strait of Hormuz. Oil prices are going to go out of this world. Now, now let's talk. Let's, let's, go, let's, have, let's have a talk in here. We now know that there's more oil in North Dakota, and I'm, I don't know about South Dakota. Now, some of our South Dakota folks that are here can say amen or boo. It's an oil supply that's outrageously large, bigger than that that's in Saudi Arabia. What are we doing? Not very much of anything. Read the writing on the wall. When God purposes a heart, God will purpose the heart of Iran to destroy Israel or try to. God has purposed the leaders of this nation to go out here and get our oil, our own oil. Well, now, we can't, you know, we can't do it in some places because we're liable to, bless God, disturb the honeysuckle. Well, it's either that or us. Huh? What's going on with this thing? We've let spatial interest groups dictate to our government. That's what's going on. This hasn't got a thing in this world. See, that, you know something? My, my, my dad used to say, right's right and wrong's wrong. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand what's right here. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to decide what's wrong here. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. This is wrong. Okay? Now, uh, uh, in Jeremiah 49, 23, just back up a little bit here, because I want to talk about Damascus and, and what's going to take place with Damascus. 49:23 Concerning Damascus, Hamath is uh, confounded, and Arpad 
They have heard evil tidings. They are faint-hearted. There is sorrow on the sea. It cannot quiet. It's over Damascus. Damascus is waxed feeble and turned herself to flee, and the fear has seized on her. Anguish and sorrow have taken her as a woman in travail. How is the city of praise not left the city of my joy? Or, or, or not left the city of my joy, I'm sorry. Therefore her young men shall fall in her streets, and all the men of war shall be cut off in that day, saith the Lord of hosts. And I will kindle a fire in the wall of Damascus, and it shall consume the palaces of Ben-Hadad. Turn to Isaiah 17.1 for the fulfillment of this. 17.1 of Isaiah. The burden of Damascus. 17.1, Isaiah. The burden of Damascus. Behold, Damascus is taken away from being a city and shall be a ruinous heap. Damascus will totally be destroyed. Boy, well, what's, what's going on here? I'll tell you what's going on. Isaiah 60. Turn there. This God of ours means business. He'll put up with so much for so long, and then when it's time to quit putting up with, he says, whoa. Okay? Isaiah 60, the 12th verse. Isaiah 60, 12. For the nation and kingdom that will not serve thee, listen, shall perish. It shall perish. Yea, those nations shall be utterly wasted. Does it sound like that, bless God, <laughs> we're going to kind of be the king of the king of the crop? Yeah. The nations that will not serve, they'll, they'll perish. Now, see, now, now let me take this further, and, and this all day tomorrow and Sunday morning, we're going to get into more of it. But the fact of it is that once we return to the land of our fathers, the land of Israel, all the land, not just that little sliver that it shows on the map, it says that, that, there, that no nation shall overtake us. Everybody that comes against us, that nation will be destroyed. That's what this is about. Who do they think they are? Oh, they, well, they're, the, they're the children of Ishmael. They have the birthright of Abraham. No, they don't. No, they don't. They got all they got when Ishmael and, and his mama left the camp of Abraham. They received a blessing of being a great nation, or that boy did. That nation was said by prophesying from that of, of, of Abraham. Be a great nation, but they would always be warring. See, when prophecy is, is anointed by God, there's nothing that will hold it back except the repentance of God, which is done very seldom. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer request. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible. Thank you.
אזי מלך, אזי מלך, שמו נקרא.